podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Oh my goodness. Stretch it, catch 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 as possibly bleak as this. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Chessie Hour on the Touchline Fracker Media Group. I am your host today, Sam. It's my first time hosting, so bear with me, but we've got a very, very special episode of Chessie Hour today. So we... Um, as I'm sure people are aware, we run a Discord page where we have a lot of fans in there. And on this episode, we've just got three of these lovely guys or three stooges, maybe if you're in the Discord, you could refer to them as that, to come and talk about Chelsea today. So starting with, I've got PJ. How are you, PJ? I'm good. I'm good. Great to hear. Uh, we've got Toby. How are you? I'm good. Good. And we've got Ayub, how are you? Yeah, it's good. It's good to be back. Second, second appearance here. So happy. Yes. So, I mean, you're a veteran in this compared to compared to the others. PJ, you've been on before, no? Have you? Never. Never. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So we got two two debuts and one one second appearance. Um, but yeah, as I said, so you're all from the Discord. So obviously we'd normally just jump kind of straight into the game here, but I just want to get a little bit of background. Obviously we've got Ayub from Australia and PJ from Jamaica, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Toby, you're pretty boring just like me. We're, we're. Yeah. So I just wanted to get some background on kind of how you started supporting Chelsea, favourite and first Chelsea memory. Uh, and I'll start with you, Ayub. No, I started supporting, supporting Chelsea because my dad supports Arsenal. <laughs> okay. So I said, yeah. <laughs> so I said, That's yeah. Let me, let, me, let me do it. <laughs> yeah, it was, the, it was the hater in me. I said, yeah, fuck this shit, eh? Yeah, so, so I mean... Then, yeah, yeah, I said, let me stop. So this is one of the first years in a while that your dad's been able to kind of get the one up on you, yeah? Yeah, he's been unbearable this year, man. <laughs> I can imagine. But don't worry, unbearable. we'll be back. So what about your, do you have a um, favourite yeah. Chelsea memory or a first Chelsea memory? Uh, my first Chelsea memory is probably the 2002-2003 season. Nice. So just before Roman came about. Yes. Uh, it took a, took a good couple of years before I fully got into it because looking mm. back at it now, I probably had ADHD when I was young. I just couldn't you focus still got on that, 90 mate. minutes. Yeah, maybe. Who knows that? I got That's it too. The whole Discord. That's the whole Discord. <laughs> yeah, we all have it, mate. Yeah. That's why we're in Discord. <laughs> Especially Saraj, man. Someone needs to talk to Saraj. Uh, he's, he's, he's got a number of problems. I don't know if that's just ADHD. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, yeah, I mean, like you said, 2002, three, that's interesting considering obviously because you live abroad. Um, we weren't exactly amazing then. So it's kind of interesting that you started supporting us then because I imagine a lot of kind of fans abroad maybe started supporting us when we got a bit better. 
But yeah, that's that's good to 2002, hear. Two thousand and two, maybe two thousand and five. Who knows? Really, that was so long ago. Let's know? go two thousand and two. It looks better for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, PJ, what about yourself? Um, do you do you remember when you started sporting Chelsea? Do you have a first and favourite memory? Uh, not that long ago. Uh, I think what was it like halfway through 2011, 2012? Oh, okay. So yeah, it was before the. Just before the Champions League. Yeah. Nice. Good timing. Yeah. I, I was not, I was like the odd one out at school. Because everybody watched football. Because, you know, Yeah. You're just watching F1. But, I mean, it was really just me and maybe my father and just nobody else really watched F1. Like, that, that I knew. Mm. So, I was just said, you know, let me just start watching football. Let me just watch yeah. football. Because I think now, I picked up. And now you're obsessed, like all yeah. of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I mean. 2011, 12, that's a good time. You didn't have to deal with the seven odd years of heartbreak in the Champions League. You just got that first season. So lucky you. <laughs> right. Still felt great, you know. Yes, it did. And the second one felt great too. I know, obviously, some Chelsea. other clubs, mainly in London, don't really know what one feels like, let alone two. So It still felt good because Chelsea were visibly like bad still that year. Yes, yeah, it went our best year. still like a shocked like just the wave yeah yeah i mean i don't think we've seen or will see a champions league run like that to be honest i mean i guess maybe kind of uh, liverpool 05 was similar where they were kind of rubbish and then they kind of won it off the back of kind of a lot of results that kind of maybe shouldn't have gone their way and they just people need to remind people of that more often than they do actually yes exactly (laughs) they do and of that leads me very well on to toby uh so Maybe why you support Chelsea is going to be just a simple old answer, but we'll see. Yeah, do you, have, really do you why you support Chelsea and first of all? Yeah, my, my dad, my dad's a Chelsea fan. Really boring. My brother's oh, okay. Chelsea fans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My first first Chelsea memory though. Um, I don't even, I don't remember the game, mm. but I remember it was Newcastle FA Cup semi final at the Old Wembley in two thousand, and we won two <laughs> one. And I don't remember. I don't remember any of the game. But all I remember is like at the start, being st- like sat right up at the back and being like, "How far?" I could see the players. I could see like blue players, black and white striped players. But that's all I remember. It was so yeah. tiny. But like, <laughs> it was just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, my... Do you say it was at Wembley? Yeah, old Wembley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, like, I mean, the... yeah, it's massive. Yeah. So I mean, like, mine's pretty. Pretty simple. Uh, it's not that simple, actually. I support Chelsea because moved to London when I was two. My dad actually supports Southampton and he cusses my mum out for making me support Chelsea. But here we are. And I'm glad I don't support Southampton because that would be pretty boring. But moved to London. My mum was like, oh, Sam needs to get into football. I don't know. My mum didn't really follow football then, but she had an ex-boyfriend that supported West Ham. So she was like, oh, it's between Chelsea or West Ham. And then she said, <laughs> And then this is a true story, no word of a lie. And then she dressed me up in maroon and she dressed me up in blue. And she went, oh, he looks a lot better in blue. So let's decide Chelsea. So that is how I support Chelsea because I look good in blue. I look good in everything. Little does she know. But I mean, must have. No, that's a, that's a crazy, that's a crazy fucking story, man. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah. My mum only knew about football because, yeah, like she said, an ex had West Ham from like when she's in school as well. I don't even know why West Ham was an option. I'm bloody glad she didn't name support West Ham. Uh, but yeah, obviously that kind of goes for 
introductions um, and we will lead on to our first win since 1978, the Bournemouth game. So um, obviously you've all listened to the pod, you kind of know how we do this. So I just want to get all of your lots thoughts on um, the lineup of the Bournemouth game. So obviously it changed a little bit from our previous game and um, what was kind of the first thoughts uh, you had on that lineup? Uh, I'll go to Toby first. Um, I mean, I never, I didn't get to actually catch the game live. <laughs> I had to watch it. Oh, okay, later. that's okay. Um, but uh, what I did see, um, yeah, no, I, I like the lineup. I like the fact that he's um, trusting Noni more. Like I've liked watching him play the last couple of games. He looks really good. Um, uh, I don't really know. I, I it wasn't it wasn't a crazy lineup. I don't think it changed that much. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. So I think so. The changes were obviously I think Mudrick and Madwaki both started, yeah. which um, is obviously like you said, Madwaki's been exciting kind of in the previous game where he got a chance and in this game, uh, but we'll we'll kind of go on to that. Uh, and then it was obviously Kai was up front, but I believe he started up front the last game. Um, I think Gallagher came in for Kovacic, which I know some people are probably happy about and some people probably um, prefer cover. And then we had, obviously, we had Badashile come back. For, I don't even know if I'm saying that name right, so apologies to him. And Chalaba was at right back. Um, that was I think, the one. Yeah. Was one. Yeah. Um, I, like, I like Gallagher playing at the moment. Um, I know people aren't necessarily all in agreement on that, but... Kovacic is basically leaving anyway, so by the sounds of it, like, no. why bother? Yeah, why yeah, bother? no, I, I definitely agree. Um, I've actually been pretty impressed with Gallagher of recent, and I mean, like, obviously it's a bit of a cliche, but you get stuck in, do you know what I mean? And it, it does help. Um, and I think, yeah. what, I think what I like about him and why I want to keep him is probably also because he's not too good. <laughs> so, like, yeah. No, I, I completely sort of player, get what you're saying. He's the sort of player who, if you like, He's come through the youth academy. He's pretty reliable in that he'll always be able to like give you a certain amount of intensity, a certain amount of energy. He can play a couple of different positions around the midfield, cover some gaps. So like as a squad player, he's the sort of player who you can keep around as a squad player for quite a while, maybe. Um, I definitely agree. Like not to bring up obviously like wages and all that, because we're not accountants at the end of the day, but he's obviously costs no money and he's going to be on a little lower wages, kind of those similar contracts that maybe Mount and kind of James were on before they got their bumper. Well, before one of them got their bumper and we'll, we'll see what happens with the other one. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like obviously as you lot know, and as listeners might know, I'm a big fan of cover. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of cover and, but I agree with you, Toby, in the fact that he looks like he's leaving he looks like he maybe has switched off a little bit. I don't know. But um, yeah, that's great to hear. Um, so PJ, do you have any kind of overarching thoughts on the lineup? Honestly, I did not watch the game. You didn't watch it either? Yeah. Um, it's you had one job, guys. After the... After the no, I watched it back after. I, w- I watched <laughs> it after, like at like midnight, I think. No, that's after. okay. That's fine. After the Arsenal game, I just decided, you know, that's enough chances for this season, and I cancelled my subscription. 
Oh, your subscription. How much you pay for that? Yeah. £2 a month? Unlike the £100 we have to pay in England. Uh, how much is it? I think it's like... Is it like 10 I think it's like $10 a month. Jesus but Christ. I, I think they do NFL and other things as well. But yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, just the Arsenal game kind of just said, you know, there's no hope as long as that guy in charge is in charge. Yeah, no, I mean, I I definitely hear you, and I think that's something we're going to kind of yeah. lead on to later on in the pod for sure. I don't mind the lineup though. I mean, it took him how many games to decide? I'm going to actually play these wingers that cost like a hundred million in total. You know that the club is depending on. And yeah. goal our first win in I don't know months. It feels like. Yeah, Probably. like it literally feels like since 1974. Like I said, like we haven't had a win in God knows yeah. how long. So it felt good to at least win, even if it's not for much. Well, I think we actually saved ourselves from relegation. Yeah, I guess it saved us from relegation. <laughs> that was really after. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't, so, like, after that, it just doesn't feel like anything, you know? Just, no, yeah. yeah, I completely get you. We're not used to being in this position where we're kind of fighting for nothing. But yeah, we'll we'll get onto that later for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So, Ayub, uh, any thoughts on that lineup? No, just a ten lineup. Didn't really think too much. I don't really care for a lineup so, since you know last since Lampard's come in. It's usually same old shit. I was happy to see Nani start. I thought he had a really good game, positive game. And I thought most of the players were actually positive, except for obviously Kai Havertz, Modric, and Ben Chilwell. I think everyone else had a decent performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I think that's pretty spot on, really. Um, even I literally just pulled up the lineup on. Sofa score because I needed to double check it, and it literally does look like the player. The, I know Sofa score is not to be trusted, like we don't view football like this, but all those players you said they're the only ones in the yellow, everyone else is green, so maybe it gets yeah, some no. things right. <laughs> it's probably his best performance, though, but Lampard's best performance is he's come in. Yeah, it is. I mean, so I'm not saying that for he's won. Yeah, he's lost every other game, so it is his best performance, his best out of a lot of shit performances. But we'll take it. Um, so, yeah, obviously, Ayub, coming back to you, obviously, we actually won that game. Um, so do you think there's any way we can kind of, like, what did you, sorry, what did you actually think of the game? Like, how, like, you watched it, right? Yeah, I watched the live and I watched the back again yesterday. Okay, okay great. So, because it's our first win in, our first win in a couple of weeks, I said, you know, let me just enjoy it again. Yeah, we might be and, watching that in three weeks' time as well when we lost our next Yeah, week. we probably will be. <laughs> But overall, my thoughts in the game, I was really impressed with Madaweke. I thought he was just a consistent threat. Um, just multiple facets of his game. He was coming in short. He was connected with Kante pretty well. He was beating his man. He was just a, like a multi-faceted display, if you get what I mean. While Mudrik on the other side, Mudrik was really poor. I, I just don't know. And I had these issues with him mm. from when I was watching him in the Champions League when it was at Shakhtar, where he just doesn't get involved in the game as much as you like to. You know, just coming in short, Playing with Cal- playing with Connor, and mm. things of that nature. But for Nani was really good. Kai, obviously, there's nothing you can really say on Kai. We all know what it is now. Yeah, uh, Gallagher was pretty good. Gallagher was actually quite good. Kante was, you know, usual Kante. Trevor was actually very, very good as some an inverted defender type role. But no, yeah, was... yeah, I, I definitely agree with the Chalaba thing. I think for playing a role that he's yeah, not used definitely. to playing, he done pretty well. I thought it was really well, yeah. Betty O'Shaw was, I think he's, I don't even think he was that good when he first signed. I knew people rated him highly, but I didn't think he was this good in terms of his just, 
um, ability with the ball, his passing ability, especially. Yeah, I like his uh, passing ability is one thing that's like shocked me yeah, massively because I remember when we were signing him. Like, I obviously haven't watched much of him, like, um, and obviously a lot of people have kind of bringing up his positives, and I don't really think anyone really mentioned his passing. Like, that's kind of one yeah, of his no one biggest mentioned that. things. I and he just ability, his confidence to just zip it in with his left foot, bang, just bang over and over again. That was really nice to see. Obviously, yeah. everyone knows the agenda I have with Enzo on the Discord. <laughs> it's a weird agenda that makes no sense, but yeah, everyone knows you have it. No, I'm just taking the piss. I'm, I'm just taking the piss, but obviously, 105 million pound signing. You know, there needs to be some sort of standard. But he was, he was alright with the ball. Obviously, he's not a number yeah. six, so it's hard to shine in a puddle of shit. Much, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then. Kepa's Kepa, obviously the goal was a... I don't know, every goal like we can see nowadays is just like a world-class goal for some reason. Like yeah, this, this, is, this is this weird position I'm in at the minute with like... it look, I can't think how many kind of worldies we've conceded in the last kind of couple of months. But then I think of it, it can't just be coincidence. There has to be something in it. Yeah, I, I don't know, know if it's mean. just that goal's bravery. Really yeah, like he's never getting that. And people... Yeah, that was really good. Like with Kepa... People obviously overanalyze everything he does, which I understand because he's been crap for years and years and he's put us through so much pain and just he's rubbish um, and we need a replacement. But there's this overanalyzation that comes kind of with Kipper and it's like people now can't score weldies against him without it being his fault. So I think that's kind of interesting. And I mean, he's definitely got better, Kepper. I still think from when we first got him under Lampard first time, he's definitely better. Um, but yeah, like you said, yeah, he's definitely is. playing with a lot. He's definitely playing with a lot more confidence at the moment. Yeah, uh, we also caught. We also got to be lucky with that penalty from with that Thiago Silva challenge on Solanke. I thought that was a penalty. I'll be honest. No, yeah, well, I mean, I, I, yeah, I definitely agree. That was that was a penalty. I think kind of the the way it was like looked and it was recorded kind of got us away basically like we got away of it yeah. because it really didn't look like um Solanke kind of had kicked it with the outside of his right foot it almost did look like when it first looked- view and I thought Silva just got the tack got the ball but obviously when you kind of slow it down and that and obviously I guess that's what VAR's for so former fans um should definitely be annoyed all 12 yeah and then just to wrap up I'm just to wrap up the game our best attacker Felix came on does what he does best. Oh man. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Good goal. Good goal. I can't lie. This is right. Come on, man. It was player. mainly Sterling, but good finish. No, that that interest that little Barely bit of interest see that pass between all three. Right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, unbelievable yeah, yeah, he's, he's a good player. We'll we'll get onto that more. Um obviously PJ, you didn't watch the game, so I'll jump to Toby here. Um obviously I saw you mentioned Madawaki kind of in your first thoughts, and obviously um Ayu said he was very impressed with him. So, obviously, do you have anything else to kind of go on Madueke and the rest of the team? I think with Madueke and, like, you said about Midrick, like you can sort of tell, other than, like, Midrick needs a bit more coaching, you can just tell that Madueke, like, came through the Spurs Academy, played for PSV, has played, like, in sort of a, a better environment or, like, a better level, better coaching. And he's got, like, he's got more of a, like, physical grasp on Premier League at the moment but like mainly it's just he just seems to sort of get the speed of it I met like Midrick he takes touches sometimes like you saw him like on his debut against Liverpool he can like dance through players but then like 
he just seems to think he's got more time than he does half the time and he just takes these bad touches but he clearly has got the control it's just like something like mental or something but yeah like Madurek I, I really like him he shoots that, that yeah helps. yeah no I definitely agree with you on the kind of comparison between the two and you can almost tell that Madurek has come through the kind of academy at an English club and he's played at Holland, which obviously isn't the best level, but it's still better than Ukraine. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of it is just like confidence. Like Madaweki looks really confident to just try anything. And that's still with like, he doesn't have a role, um, like a, a spot in the team almost. He's still fighting for his spot. So to see that confidence with someone who isn't a designated starter really, really impresses me because I think sometimes you get... And we've seen this over the last kind of four or five years with Chelsea, when our players don't have kind of designated starting spots, when they come into the game, they either do one of two things. Like I think a lot of them kind of fall into, um, like they kind of play within themselves because they don't want to make any mistakes and just get dropped. And then you kind of get the other end, um, which I think you kind of see a little bit from Mudrik was where he's trying almost too much because he's like, I need my spot, I need to learn, and he's almost trying too much. And I think with Madueke... Felix does that too. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And I think with Madueke, he's got the really kind of fine balance of just being confident and going at your man. He knows what he's good at and he's not kind of overdoing it, but he's also not underdoing it. So, uh, yeah, I really, I really, really like that. And um, like PJ touched in the... Um, in his first bit, the fact that finally we're actually playing with wingers. We bought all these wingers. We're finally playing with wingers. We've all been asking yeah. this for like two or three years now. I mean... Watching players dribble past a man is like... I, f- I feel like I've forgotten what it looked like. I know. I, I, yeah, it's, it's mental that that's like the money we spend and the club we are, that that is something we're kind of... We need to dribble past a player. Yeah. It's your job. It's um, good to see dribblers again after watching Mason Manukau have it. So. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's calm down. <laughs> just, just relax, yeah? We didn't need to include that first name, okay? He's, mm. he's, he's, got, the, he's got dribbles. Little ones. Little little steps. Little, you know, little one-two step. Like that guy in the car. Mm. Yeah, Messi's all right. He's got what, one or two steps. <laughs> you can play on the two. Yeah. <laughs> But compare, I mean, uh, uh, initial the last name is about the only thing that's similar between Mount and Messi, but yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, that's the Bournemouth game. And I mean, I think we kind of covered everything there. Madueke was, I think, man of the match. And I think, did he get it? I mean, I think we all agreed in the Discord. I think everyone kind of agreed everywhere that he was the most impressive. Um, so yeah, there's. I mean, there's not much to say about it. We won. That's good. Hopefully we can kind of build on that. Our next game is a winnable game and then we've got kind of some tricky games coming up. So hopefully we can build on this Bournemouth result and go on from there. But I want to kind of, so going on from that, I want to lead on to what we want from the rest of the season. So obviously, as I mentioned before, it's a unique position for Chelsea, especially to be in. Very rarely are we kind of in May, um, April, May time, and we have literally nothing to play for. I, I can't remember since 2005 where that's been a case. We always have at least top four to play for. We're in a cup run, something. We've always got something. And this is maybe the no, first we, we finished 10th we finished another time, Sam. That did happen. Yeah. Th- was that the year we won the FA Cup as well? Or, no, no. So that was Conte. Um, okay. Yeah. So that, since that, 
season we came 10th. I can't remember what our cup <laughs> runs. Yeah, I can't remember what our cup runs were like that year, but that's just, yeah. Okay, so those two seasons are the kind of anomalies. So I just want to get your guys' thoughts on kind of, like I said, what we want from the rest of what we want from the rest of the season because we don't really have much to play for. So, do you think there's still things we can gain from these kind of five games we've got left, um, or do you think it's just kind of a write-off of a season and we just need to start going? Um, I'll start with you, PJ. They made a really good point. You know that there's very rarely a time where all these games are completely like meaningless. No chance of Europe. No cup. No nothing. So like, with, like, there's nothing to even build with this current manager. Like, every day he's in charge is damage to me. But uh, I think going forward, actually, not sure. I know people would like to say, oh, just play as many youth as possible. But I'm not usually a big fan of that, even now, because I feel like as a as a young player growing up, you still have to kind of earn your games. You can't just say, oh, you know, I feel like this game doesn't mean anything. I should play, you know? I don't know if that's, like, the best, like, precedent to set. And also just, like, in terms of development. Like, you don't want to just, oh, the games are meaningless. Let's throw these teenagers into the Premier League and just see what happens. People love to see it, but then as soon as the game starts and they misplace a couple of touches, going to be like, this, this guy's rubbish. We need to sell him sent into Vitesse or something. So, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. I really just want the season to be over, like, you know, the rest of the games. Yeah, just, yeah, no, I mean, that's completely fair. Yeah. Like, that was part of the question. Like, do you just want the season to be over so we can start planning for the summer? And that was kind of, that will be the next kind of point that we lead on to. Um, and yeah, I definitely agree with kind of young players. Is That's kind of that fine line between, do you just want to throw them in because they need game time, but then they do need to earn it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I yeah, I totally agree with everything you've said there. Um, Ayub, um, thoughts on kind of what you want from the rest of the season? Well, the argument I have with what we just said in terms of like young players need to earn it. Um, with the experienced players, what what why are they still being? For example, let's say ZH. Why is ZH still getting game time? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a bit, I completely agree. For me, yeah, for me personally, it's like we need. I want to see more of. No, I need Nani to start um, against Nottingham 100%. Like, he needs to start. So, any type of funny business is going to be a big issue. Mudrik, yeah, I guess he needs to start as well. Mm. Hopefully, Fofana and Chukwame can get some sort of. Um, minutes Which Fofana? Striker or? Uh, striker, striker. Yeah, Wizzy yeah, yeah. should be a starter. Yeah, for um, sure. That's what I'm trying to say for the rest of the season. Just not necessarily the whole starting 11, Lewis Hall. You know, Harvey Vale. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying more bench minutes, off the bench minutes. Sorry, maybe a few more starters. Hopefully, plays that are going to be used for next season. Plays like ZH. I don't want to see ZH anymore. I don't want to see Oba anymore. I do not want to see Oba for the rest of the season. All the people that were shouting for him, you know, for the last couple of months. Yeah, I crazy. Hope they enjoyed that Arsenal. Yeah, I hope they enjoyed that Arsenal show. I um, think. Hopefully, hopefully another win against Nottingham Forest, and just one mm. win off. So we got Newcastle United and City. Yeah, I just want one win off the three, just one. If we can win, be one of them, I'll be happy. So that's about it. It's pretty shocking, but it is what it is at this point of the season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, even one win might be asking for too much, but yeah, yeah. I think some of the players, like the the ones that we don't really want to see, they might be in the shopping window as well. You know. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they might be thinking about their next. I can step un- as I well. can understand that. So with Hakim Ziyech, I understood that point of view in terms of he wanted to leave in January. He started the first game after. Yeah, that was uh, crazy. January. He was literally was on a close. flight to Paris and then he just started the game. Yeah, insane. I can understand trying to main trying to maintain as much value as possible, but it's four games left now. It's like mm. you know, I don't really think there's any more value that's yeah. going to be added. So for me, it's time to you know. Mm. Well, there, yeah, there also was reports this week about. I think Oba has like a bonus appearance fee tied into his contract. So apparently that might be the reason why he wasn't playing as much because every time he plays, he gets a bonus or something. But I mean, yeah, mm. that was... That's proper American ownership, that is. Probably, yeah. But it's probably... It's, it's kind of... I've, I feel a bit bad for him, really, because he's probably done that under Tuchel, thinking, yeah, Tuchel's going to play me. And then, yeah. Man might be skint. I doubt it, but he is might Is it a goal bonus or a match bonus? Like appearance bonus, I think. So if he plays, he just gets money. I don't really know how it oh, works, like but I remember just... How much is he taking anyway? He was on, what's he on, 250 a week? More than me, that's all I know. <laughs> I don't know. Right yeah, I, I'm sure he'll be all right. He can buy some more kind of stuff, clothes that he likes to wear. Because he wears... Lamborghinis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so Toby, uh, lead, finally you. Uh, what do you kind of want from the rest of this season? No, I think you said it. I just want to see us win one of those games. Just like Forest, Man United, win. out of all of them. Yeah. I want to win Man United. I don't want to, let's yeah. not beat City. Nice. Relax on that Yeah, one. that would be so Chelsea to just like give Arsenal hope again. For the one yeah. the one time we win a game this season. Nah, I think, I just want to see us try and play some good football. And yeah, try out some of the players that should be getting game time. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it looks like most of you kind of, I think PJ maybe is leaning a little bit more towards he just wants the season to be done. And I completely get that because I do as well. I can't be asked to be putting up with this season anymore. The amount of kind of banter we've had to hold and just, we're never this bad. We're never, ever this bad. And it's just insane. I know we had that one freak season under Jose, but even then, like, it didn't feel this bad. This feels a lot worse. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I agree with kind of the overarching. We spent point. we spent six hundred million. <laughs> yeah, and we don't have that. I think it's the scariness of new ownership as well. Like we're not kind of sure. Whereas with Roman, we always knew Roman was We always knew what Roman was about. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree. So I think Madueke definitely, I think, should start every single game from here to the end of the season if he can. Um, Mudrik, it's awkward because I think you lot said he needs to start. But also then it is kind of leading into what PJ said. And does he deserve it really at this minute in time? We still have other players like Sterling. I, I would start Sterling over Mudrik for now because Sterling, he's not like in the Ziyech and Oba. I think he's going to be here next year. There was even reports today. I think someone asked him if he wanted to be. Oh, no, that was Kante. Sorry. Um, but I did read something about Sterling today and how he wants to stay. So I personally think I'd start Sterling over Mudrik for now uh, till the end of the season let him kind of get some get some reps in and we've all seen what Sterling's about at City for years I mean there's a quality player there um, so yeah I think Gallagher over Covers even an option because like we've all seen Covers go in he's getting linked to a lot of top and I want to reiterate top clubs around the world because he's a top player um, and we will miss him when he's gone but I'll I'll wait for that once it happens because a lot of people are speaking spicy on cover, which I've never understood, but here we are. And Fernandez, I, I mean, he hasn't had a break yet, so maybe he should have a break, but 
I think he should just play as much as he could. Kante, we all know the situation with Kante. Just let him kind of do what Kante does. And then there's some other players here. We've got like, I don't want to see Pudisic. I don't want to see Ziyech. Aspilicueta can play in the last game and get a send-off. Don't want to see him other than that. Loftus-Cheek, maybe last game send-off as well because it looks like he's probably going. But yeah, so we've got a lot of options there. You know, we've got the biggest squad in known ever. So there's a lot of options there, but I think most of us are on the same page that we just want to see the players that are definitely going to be here next season get their chance. Um, for sure. So yeah, uh, on that note, we'll just take a quick ad break and then when we're back, we will discuss um, the summer planning and things like that. Welcome back, guys. And thank you. Thank you. So as I said, we're going to lead on to kind of what we all want from the summer now, what we plan to do. Obviously, we don't have a manager at the minute. Um, we need to sell a lot of players, get some players in. So, yeah, just kind of summer planning, um, what we want and where we're at. Uh, I'll start with you, Toby. So, no, wait, sorry. Let's, let's start with the manager. We'll, we'll start with the manager. Um, obviously, it's pretty kind of that we're going to get Poch in. That seems pretty of a done deal. Um, so, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I actually like it. Like, there's not really a lot of like options for manager at the moment. He's the sort of manager that they play good football, build up with the young players. He's had like not not done well, but he's had some experience with like top players now at PSG. So, I think that's a good good appointment. Um, I think we'll probably try and get Kane. I don't know if it'll happen, but it, it makes it a bit more likely with that happening. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm for the appointment. Signings. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that, that's fine. Uh, we'll just hold off on signings at the minute. Um, I'll just yeah. get obviously Ayub's and uh, PJ's thoughts on Poch or if Poch does happen, and then we'll I'll come back to you for signings, all right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So PJ, uh, so thoughts on Poch as manager? That looks like it's pretty much done. Uh, I was not over the years. I haven't been the biggest fan of Poch. You know, he's just like he's good, but you know, like in terms of like being up there, where he said this manager is the best thing or could be the next best thing in the right situation. I never really had him in those arguments. I preferred Enrique to be honest, but not just because of like previous success, more like. I just feel like Enrique would be a bit more drastic. And I feel like Chelsea needs kind of, especially right now, I mean, we're like 10th. Mm. Yeah, okay. So, the, yeah, that's an interesting point. So, I kind of agree with the Poch thing, is he's not on the kind of level of the elites. But it was kind of interesting what you said about Garcia. Did you think he's on that level as well? Because I don't. En en Enrique. Yeah, Enrique. Yeah. Uh, shades of it, you know? I wouldn't say, I feel like he could, let's say, I don't know if he could build Man City the way Pep did, but if mm. Pep leaves, I feel like he would be like on the short list, you know, to replace him. And he could still, you know, keep something going, you know, with that build. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. Some similar cloth, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, but, I agree. 
I mean, I tried to put myself in Bowley's shoes here, and I feel like they spent so much money already. And I think Enrique would be the kind of manager that would come in and say, all right, go away now, but also spend so much more because I don't like any of these players, you know? Whereas yeah. Poch would come in and kind of say, all right, we're just going to get down to business and see where we can take this current like set of players. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, yeah, that's which fair. Which is good. It's yeah. good. So yeah. generally positive. Like I've warmed over time to it. It's like a pragmatic, like it makes sense. It makes it logical. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ayub, any thoughts? Um, Poch was my first choice even before uh, when we had, uh, what's his name, Nagelsmann and Enrique as the favourites. I was always team Poch because I just think his track record with Tottenham and Southampton, I was really mm-hmm. happy with um, his play development, especially the likes of, you know, players like Danny Rose, Deli Ali, Son, uh, Ericsson, and just what he achieved. He didn't achieve anything trophy-wise, but in terms of... I'm, I'm turning 28 this year, and he put out the most successful... Not successful, but the most competitive Tottenham team I've ever seen. And people want yeah. to talk about, oh, he didn't win anything, but two serial winners in Antonio Conte and Jose Mourinho have been to Spurs. Both, both of them have won anything. So I generally do think now it's a Spurs thing. Um, his time at PSG, yeah, I understand where people are coming from, but that club's toxic. You know, it's really hard to really even get a gauge of if the manager's good, if and the manager's not good, if this player is good, if this player is not good, it's really hard because they just have too much play power going on at that club. Um, yeah, and that's I'm really happy with Poch. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Obviously, with kind of everything everyone's um, said, the appointment itself it didn't exactly like excite me in a way that. I think Nagelsmann excited me a little bit more. And I, I think I stated that on a previous pod. But I definitely agree with what PJ has said in the sense of like, it's, it's a smart move. It's a steady in the ship move. But I don't really think he's on that elite level. And I'm not sure if that's just due to the environments he's had to manage in. But I wouldn't put him up with the kind of peps, clops, two calls of this world. I wouldn't quite put him up there. But I'm, that's not I have a question. I have a question on... I have yeah, a question okay. with that. Before Tuchel wins the Tuchel wins the CL, were you viewing him as an elite manager, like a top tier manager? Uh fair question. Maybe he would have been in a kind of similar kind of class as um Poch at that point. But he did obviously manage PSG before, and I think he holds kind of a lot of those um records at PSG with the way his team was in terms of like leagues and stuff so no it's probably fair i didn't really view tuchel in that in that vein uh but i think he showed more to me tactically than poch has uh in terms of being kind of fluid with his tactics which is i think a sign of a good manager i don't think it always works but i think it has it proves that they kind of have a gauge on on what they want to do and kind of the tactical parts of the game um but yeah, so fair enough, fair enough. I think it sounds like we're all kind of on board with the potch. I mean, so. Sorry, what was that? Oh, if I may. Oh, just I, I, I wanted to say something about that as well. Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. Uh, I know you didn't really directly ask me, but um, I would say I kind of see where you're coming from if you're trying to make a point where Tuchel 
probably before the Champions League. Was it really up there? Uh, but I mean, his PSG team was pretty good. Certainly a lot better than Poch's. So, you know, and then, well, for me, what made me think Tuchel, it really wasn't just, oh, you know, he had really good players at PSG because, you know, he had Neymar and Mbappe. I mean, he came to Chelsea and right before he came, everybody said, wow, these players are all terrible, sell all of them, you know, and we were good, like, but uh, especially when he first came in, you know, like you could see his imprint on the team like immediately, you know, and for at least another year or so, we were like very good and very like organized. I don't know if we were very good. I thought, I think certain aspects were very good. Other aspects weren't so good in two shells time. Mm, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a fair fair point. I think what you're saying is that a lot of people, and I don't want to do kind of revisionism on Tuchel's time, because I don't think he should have been sacked and I wanted him to stay. But there was a time kind of towards the end of his tenure, and even before that, that people were definitely fed up of Tuchel and the way that his football was kind of playing out. And I think we had kind of went back to how we were before he came when we were saying all the players were crap and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah. I think we had like the best defence and midfield in one of in world football for like six months, but he never got the attack scoring. And like the second, the midfield and defence like got a bit worse. Players got injured. It was just like, it was so boring to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. It's like, like you said, we did have the best midfield and defence in the world for, for a time. And I think we proved that by kind of we conceded, what, the, the least goals in a Champions League run or something? I, I don't know the official stat, but I'm pretty sure it was that. Joint least, yeah, two goals, Joint, I think. Yeah, and obviously the midfield was kind of dominating class midfields. Midfields that we have seen still go on to dominate two years later. Obviously, we dominated that Madrid midfield um, in two legs. Um, obviously, we dominated some other midfields. Not as good as that Madrid midfield, but still, we kind of proved that our defence and midfield were up there with the world's best, but the attack just never got firing. And I mean, some people are saying they're seeing similar signs at Bayern. I haven't really had a chance to kind of watch many Bayern Munich games, but people are saying that attackers there are now struggling to score. Um, And under Nagelsmann, they were kind of a lot more free-flowing. So it's an interesting point for sure. So we'll see kind of how Tuchel does there. Um, and we'll see how Poch does here because I think it's very interesting the fact of what Ayub said about did we or did I specifically think that of Tuchel before he came to Chelsea and I think that poses the question will if Poch kind of does similar to what Tuchel does can he up his reputation which I think he can I think Chelsea's one of the hardest jobs in world football for a number of reasons not just because we're a big club because I think all big jobs are hard but we all know the trials and the tribulations that surround Chelsea. It's a difficult place to work. So so we'll see anyway. But um, yeah, hopefully we'll kind of know an answer to that potch question sooner rather than later, because I think most of us just want it done now so we can start thinking about the future. So that's the manager talk kind of done. So now on to the big, big topic. Um, big in every sense of the word. Pause. Um. We have, like, what does anybody know the actual number of squad players we have at the minute? Like 43 or something silly? Like, it's something silly. I can't remember the exact number, but you all I know. think we had one game where I saw, like, someone posted or, like, tweeted the program from the game, 
and like it was twice as long as the other team. That's used like, so yeah. that's used A three paper for the program because it was that big. <laughs> yeah, I so saw I mean... someone turn up with an A three ticket once. You know, you've got to like scan your tickets with a QR code now. I saw yeah. some guy. Well, I know it was like an A one. It was like he folded out this massive piece of paper and he's like, no, "Yeah, my... yeah." They do that in my work. Obviously, I work in a cinema, and the like some uh, the older people normally just turn up with a massive piece of paper, and you can literally just get a ticket on your phone. It's like you're just wasting paper, but yeah. Um, so yeah, big squad. Um, so. I'm not going to do a keep sell because we've done that on previous pods. And I think most of them are kind of self-explanatory on who we want to keep and sell. Uh, so I just think I'm going to ask, what is your thoughts on the summer? Where should we start? Do you think we should just not even think about signing players um, and just get rid of the players we need to get rid of? Or do you think we should sign those players we need to sign and then look at the squad and see who we need to get rid of. Uh, I'll start with you, Toby. Um, I think they're going to have to, they're going to have to sell players and loan players first because at the moment we won't even be able to like <laughs> register like with these players otherwise. I don't think they're going to want to get there, have a, like get to the end of the summer, have a player that we've registered, like we can't register and we can't loan them out and they're just sort of like, stuck in there and there's that's how that's how many there are it's insane um so i think they'll probably just sell as many as they can early on Kovacic, that sort of player who's on like the end of their contract they're all gonna go so they're not gonna they're not gonna be like getting much of a price out of them anyway they just take what they can get um but yeah sign-ins i don't know really um we obviously need a keeper we obviously need a center mid we also need a striker. Everyone knows that. We might need a winger, depending on who stays, but sounds like probably won't. So it's just three positions. We all know where they are. Um, I want maybe a Nana. I think in goal. I saw oh, that. Um, I, th- I thought you meant the Everton centre mid at first. I was like, what? No, no. <laughs> the, the keeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we were linked to him ages ago. He's like one of the best at passing. Um, I think. They said that he'd faced the most shots in the Champions League last night, like in the whole season. And they're obviously about to get into a final, probably. Yeah, no, he looked so, really good last night. Yeah. Um, center mids, I don't know. People talked about too many, but I think I think he's going to go PSG. I just like, they've, they've come yeah, out saying yeah, all yeah. this stuff like, we want to prioritise young French players and all that stuff. And he's probably going to leave Real Madrid. So it's like, that's kind of an obvious one. Um, there's so many we've been linked with, like Rice, Lavia. Yeah. I'm not sure who I want, really. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of good players and not enough I like, positions. I like Caicedo, actually. I think, to me, probably, I'd take Caicedo or Rice. Mm. I know Lavia is the cheap option because, like, I've seen Rice play a couple of positions in midfield. Seen Caicedo play, sort of. He played right back the other week. He's played right back a couple of times, and yeah. I think the way sort of teams play at the moment and like all this like inverting fullbacks and stuff, just having players that can move about and play different positions, it it makes the whole team a bit more free flowing. Um, we're already seeing Kante basically playing like a number 10 
Like, I think you need that at the moment. That's what how football is now. So, Lavia, I haven't seen him yeah. play that many roles in midfield yet, but he is a very good player. He's undoubtedly really good. So, mm. I think that's what, who I'd get. And then, if we've got Poch, try and get Kane. I've heard, I can't remember who it was said in the Discord. ITK like, Toby. Oh, okay, Discord, okay. Someone in the Discord said something about how there was some beef between Abramovich and Levy, and that's part of the reason. It wasn't just because it was Spurs and us, part of the reason it why. Me, he... It was me, it was me. Yeah, it was me. and, and oh, I, I yeah. was thinking, I was thinking, like, obviously, there was this whole big thing about Roman nearly buying Spurs before he bought Chelsea. Maybe there was a bit of, like, you know, promised him a load of money, all that sort of stuff, pulled out of it. I don't know what Ro- all the rumors are what Roman's like, so you never know, man. You never know. You never know. Like, we can dream, I guess. We can dream. Because I'd love Kane. Absolutely love it. But Our team would be unbelievable with him. I don't even <laughs> care about the rest of the signings. <laughs> we no. can't even sign anyone else. I'd Literally. Be happy yeah. So, yeah. So, it basically sounds like you think we should obviously sell first. And then you kind of, we only need like two or three players. And I think, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree. Uh, Ayub, do you have any kind of other thoughts on that? Yeah, I want it to be similar to the 2014-15 season where we got our business done really early. We bought in some strong guests there, Costa, Felipe, Louise. So yes. I just want things to happen immediately, like immediately, like from day dot, bang, get it done. Mm. Um, So obviously we're going to have to sell a lot of players. So I wouldn't personally feel comfortable with, you know, first week of transfer window, we're signing two players. Like it just feels a bit... You'll feel a bit iffy, so I'd definitely get a couple of players gone. Yeah, and I think it then makes but, it harder um, to sell them as well. Yeah, exactly. But four signings, and I want everyone to hear me out. Yeah, I just want everyone to oh, here hear we go. me out about this guy. Okay. Uh, so four signings, yeah? That he wants... This is the first one. Okay, yeah. yeah. First one, a couple signings I have. He just recently said he's leaving his club. Yeah, and I think we need to have a serious look at Sergio Busquets. Are you taking a mic? <laughs> what? He's like 40. No, I think there's a genuine one need to, you know what I mean? Bring experienced head, you know. Um... <laughs> are, you, are you being serious? <laughs> there's no way you're being serious. No, I'll take the piss. I'll take the piss. I'll take the piss. You want him to come over to England? You want him to come over to England at 38 years old? Don't compare to first and foremost. Like, come on, let's be serious. But now, all jokes aside, um, for defensive midfield, I'm going to throw out uh, someone at Sporting Lisbon, Manuel, I don't know how to pronounce the last name properly, but Manuel Ugarte. I okay. think I've yep. watched a couple of games of Sporting. Mm-hmm. He looks really good, very good physical profile, six foot, um, 21. Has played a lot of games across Portugal, Uruguay, and for the national team. Um, senior national team? Just senior national team. I think okay. about 15 caps. He's in the World Cup squad. Okay. Um, he did. He got set off against Arsenal, so that's the one issue with him. He is a bit. He's a bit of a Casemiro. So he's got that. He does he's got, got that hot head. Yeah. He, yeah, he's got that hot head. But from a technical standpoint, he's top. You know, Sporting have play a very specific system where their centre backs will step into midfield. He'll drop in as a centre back. He'll then they'll just transition once again, and he just he's a, just a very interesting player to watch. And to wrap that all up, he plays with low socks. You know, whenever you're a player has low socks, you know he's a baller, you know what I mean? I'll do that on Sundays. Yeah. I don't know if I am, but... <laughs> yeah, so come on. 
<laughs> it's Big Dick Energy, but let's move on. Um, with well, Keeper. Okay. Uh, so Keeper, yeah, that's an interesting one. So Keeper, you think we should replace Keeper? I don't even know. To be honest, I'm not gonna. I'm not. Yeah, definitely. I don't want a six foot Keeper anymore. Yeah, like, that's fair. I mean, I, yeah, I'll, I'm with you in the sense of I, I don't think I can do amazing scouting of goalies. Like, I don't really. It's, it's difficult. I ain't really watching goalies like that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. It's a bit. It's a bit much to be watching goalkeepers. So yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'll just leave goalkeeper out because I don't. I don't really care for it. Obviously, yeah. it's an important position, but I just don't have any suggestions. Um, as a striker, striker right now, I'm just gonna have to go with Harry Kane. To be honest with you. Uh, you know what? That's unlikely. So let's just. Yeah. You know what? It's I don't know. It's it's tough right now. It's just I don't know what to do because we've just signed Fofana. We have Breyer injured. Yeah. It's so just, I think I'm that leads on. Sure with... In terms of striker, do you lot think? Obviously, Poch is kind of. I don't. He didn't really as much at PSG just due to that front three he had. Obviously, at Spurs and Southampton, he always played with kind of a a striker, just a good old-fashioned yep. nine like um so do you think any of the players we have now so if i'm looking at our list of forwards now um so you've got sterling um he's i don't think he'll play up front you've got madawaki won't play up front um and then in terms of options up front i guess for what we have now you've got broher who by reports is coming back in pre-season he should be back training uh, you've got Albamiang, who is going to leave. But we all know he's going to leave. You've got Fafana, who has been banished somewhere since making a 45-minute appearance. And then you've got uh, Felix, or Felish, I think you should say it, um, who obviously is on loan, but he can play up front. Um, so out of those kind of four names I said, or let's actually not include Albamiang, because we all kind of know he's going. So out of those three I names... I said Havertz. <laughs> Oh yeah, Havertz. Oh, he's down as a midfielder on this list. I'm looking at that, so I missed him out. Forgot about Havertz. Good point. So you've got Havertz, Broher, Fafana, and let's say Felix. I think you can include him in that. So out of those four, do we think there's any kind of options that we just don't sign a striker and we just go ahead with those four? Or, no. or what? No, nah, we're getting a striker. We've got to get someone. Even if it's not like a, an out-and-out striker. I know there was rumours about us like being into Neymar and that and just someone a forward who scores goals, we have to get one. Yeah. We can't stick with what we've got. So mm. Yeah, no, I mean I yeah, agree. With that four, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I don't think we can sign Felix. I definitely don't want to see Felix on a permanent, I'll be honest. You whoa, 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 excuse me? Yeah, I'm being genuine. I'm being genuine with it. Felix is just seventy million pounds. It's just I don't know really know with Nkuku coming. I'm just oh sorry, Nkuku's coming as well. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's a whole other issue. Yeah, yeah so. for sure. I think they might have they might have um, jumped a bit early on that and Cuckoo signing. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, 70 Hopefully million for Felix is a bit too much. I think from what the list you just gave, ideally mm. I want to see Havertz leave, but that's probably not going to happen as well. Yeah. Let's say it just happens. Let's say Havertz So leave. do you think Poch plays Havertz up front? The doubt it. I think Havertz will, you know, I don't want to say it, but probably Deli Ali role. In a four, two, three, one, maybe. I was yeah. gonna say that. <laughs> I was actually gonna. No, say I mean, it. I think, I think it's probably what we were all thinking. It probably makes the most sense. I've always thought he was a ten, kind of behind the striker, not a striker anyway. Um, I've, or I've always even been an advocate for playing him in that kind of Lampard done it a couple of times, but he's a crap coach. So I think a good coach maybe playing him in kind of a king eight, as they like to say, and 
kind of joke about. I think that kind of most advanced eight would suit him because he likes to get on the ball. But He's also, good. it suits Nkunku as well. That's a problem. Yeah, it suits Nkunku. It suits Felix. It suits Mount. It suits Mount. Yeah, yeah it's, Gallagher it's even right. argument. Like we have so many players yeah. that kind of in this weird position where they don't really have a kind of designated position. I guess then my my talk my um talk is Broha and Fafana. So you've got kind of two young strikers there. What do you think the plan should be with those two? Because you think there's yeah, enough game we... time for both of them? No, no there is one has to go on loan. Okay. Who Fafana goes on loan, I think. Fafana, okay. And you, you? I've also seen a world with FFP um Academy Profit. I can see Braille getting sold. Yeah, like West Ham or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah just the Premier League club. I think it's Premier League proven right now. He had a really good loan at Southampton. Yeah. He's still pretty young. He's mm. definitely gonna he's definitely he's gonna bring good coin as well, you know, maybe twenty, twenty five mil. Yeah, and I think like you said, unfortunately, FFP and all this, we've been put into a position now where unfortunately it looks like the loan players are the ones that are gonna have to kind of take the take the hit because they earn more money, basically. Uh, so PJ, just your thoughts on kind of if we were to buy a striker um, and then we've got Broha and Fafana, um, what are your, so one of them is to say pay um, the backup striker. Which one would you go for? PJ, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. So you did you, yeah, yeah. Did you hear my question? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, so the team Broha and Fafana to be a backup. Yes, yeah. Uh, hmm. I mean, do teams usually have three strikers? Because I almost feel like I want to keep both and then maybe still try to bring somebody in if we have to. Yeah, so would you would you sell Havertz then? Uh, or playing behind the striker, like in the 4 2 3 1? I mean, I'd want to keep him around and see if maybe taking him out of like would kind of revive him a bit. Because it yes. can't really that well. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I think I think you can have three strikers for sure. If you've got two young strikers, I mean, injuries happen. I think the only problem is next year, we're going to have a lot less games than we usually have because we are rubbish and didn't qualify for Europe. Yeah, that can still be a good thing, to be honest. Because like, I always found that People like to have more games, but like Europa League games where you're flying the squad like all the way out to the middle of Europe and it's cold and whatever. It's like, is that really like development just because they'll play against like some, you know, random team? No, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, to... I don't know. It's hard for me to decide on buying a striker because I always feel like we're just wasting money because we don't really play. I think we lost you again. That kind. Uh, I think you're having connection We're issues. We're not today. a consistent team. We're striking. Uh, yeah, PJ, oh. if you can hear me. You still have to go. You can... laptop. <laughs> Literally. Um. Okay, yeah, apologies for that. He's just having connection issues, but 
like he's the other side of the world, so we'll let him off. Actually, no. AU, you're the other side of the world. PJ's halfway around the world. Um, yeah. Any better? A uh, little bit, yeah. Okay. I was saying, uh, I feel like Chelsea is just losing money every time we just decide we need to save this season, let's buy a striker. Mm. Because we do all those years and managers and whatever, we don't really play like a style of football where it's like you can say, all right, the strikers are getting lots of chances or they're getting like good chances. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah have- no, I definitely agree. But then leading on to that, do you think Poch, we were talking about this, the fact Poch has pretty much always played a striker, bar maybe at PSG, but I think obviously the way that forward line was designed, it was almost impossible to play an out-and-out striker because you couldn't really leave any of those three out. Um, so I think that was the talk of what we're saying is, do we go and buy? I think we will buy a striker. I think all the reports coming out and sounds like we will go and get one. I don't know who, but I think we'll definitely try. So, yeah, I think that's just kind of where we're at with a striker because I agree with what you said and our last kind of couple... Sorry, I've just completely remembered another name that we haven't even spoke about, Lukaku. Ah, oh, don't say it, don't say it. Watch after a month. I know, I just remember because I was looking at the squad list, but he ain't there. But there's a lot of lot of reports coming out that he's going to get a kind of chance. He's going to have a meeting with Poch, see where we're at. So what, what are you not thinking about that? Are you Lukaku? If he wasn't such a diva, I wouldn't have minded it, but... He just he's there's too much of a track record with him and just his personality and I don't know just yeah I don't really see it I just don't want to see him back especially after what he did even if he had the screams with Tuchel he shouldn't have done what he did so never. yeah for me it's a no go zone. I've yeah. never been a fan of his style of play even when he was at was here and was on loan. It's just yeah. I just don't think it works for us. You know? Uh, yeah 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 I agree I agree. Uh, and then all the attitude problems that he had, clearly. Like, he came here in a few months and he's like, I want to go back. Like, there was no, like, oh, let's work on a solution together. It was literally just a couple months. Yeah, I I, I think that interview is kind of the tipping point for me. I think, like Ayub said, even if he did have arguments with Tuchel, that, that interview was just, it was so unneeded. And he just sat like a little bitch, basically. And it just wasn't needed. And I'm not sure... Yeah if we need that um, in the dressing room or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I think that basically kind of rounds up most of what we have to talk about today. Um, I just want to end it with one more thing, but I just want to say thank you guys for coming. And I know it is very short notice, so I really do thank you guys for being here. And um, we will be maybe trying to look at seeing if we can get more of these planned in because we are discord members are a very um part of our community and we want to involve them where we can so kind of leading on from that i just want to get each and one of your thoughts kind of on discord this doesn't have to be an advert i don't want you to advertise discord but kind of what you think people like why is why is discord good why why do you enjoy it is the question i'll start with you toby um you get a lot more content over the or like most of the cast members will be in there chatting um a lot more tactical debates <laughs> um yeah. 
Yeah. And just debates um, about random stuff. That debates about random much. stuff. Yeah, yeah. You'll you hear some crazy stories, especially in the Chessie R1. Everyone from all over the Discord is in the Chessie one all the time. You'll hear about West Side yes. bike riding, Nick's, <laughs> horse, Nick's horse stories. Yes. A lot um, of stories that without context sound crazy. Even with context, they sound crazy. But Sal Rogers, like Chessie R's, Freddie Gibbs. I don't know, man. <laughs> okay okay man (laughs) well that yeah um i don't yeah i don't know how to follow that but au go ahead what's your thoughts no it's just a positive community with great great blokes great individuals um a lot of football content uh yeah it's good tactical understanding you get a good tactical understanding (laughs) A lot of different concepts. We do so talk about tactics. Right? Yeah. We, we do. do. I just want to give a good, quick shout out to Prash. And the legend. And the, the legend Prash that is Prash. I to give a shout out to, to. Either you, what's the saying? Either you live long enough to, either you die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. I think that is, <laughs> that is Prash. Nah, there needs to be a study on that Prash's transformation in Discord. What a guy. What a legend. <laughs> So many, so many legends in that Discord, and I think that's why we like to do stuff like this because, I mean, like just in here we've got obviously PJ Jamaica, Aya from Australia, so we've got kind of Discord's a great place for bringing a lot of people together from all over the world because Chelsea is a global club, and obviously as you lot touched on, we do have people from um, other clubs as well. There's a Man United one, an Arsenal one, and so on and so forth. Um, so PJ, do you have any final? kind of sayings on it we've got about a minute left i love discord i mean you you kind of falling along together with other people you know you know somebody will share something funny off off twitter we just laugh about certain things what's literally watch the game together like it's like brotherhood and we've kind of been collectively that's cute pain this year you know and sisterhood if there are any women of course and exactly. yeah, we're just collectively feeling the pain and we've kind of gotten closer, you know, you see people asking for dating advice this year because there's no football to talk about really or to be proud of. Yeah. Yeah. I, and the tactics. Yes, tactics, tactics and everything. Uh, but yeah, I have to cut you off there just because it's, yeah, we, we need to yeah. round it up now. But yeah, All like right. I said, thank you everyone for listening and thank you guys for coming and have a great week and hopefully we will see a Chelsea win on Saturday. Sports Social Podcast Network.